Welcome to Porter Wright's Antitrust Law Source. Good morning. Uh, this is uh, Jay Levine, your host of Antitrust Law Source, and I'm um, absolutely thrilled to be joined again um, by Phil Rist, the Executive VP of Prosper Business Development and Data Analytics Company. And uh, we're going to talk about an issue that's top of the mind for most people today, uh, presidential politics, um, how the landscape has changed, at least vis-a-vis communications and communication planning, and how data analytics uh, plays a role in that politics. So let's get to it. We're not going to do anything um, pro-con. I've promised all of my management and everything, but, but it is... It is interesting, and you used, uh, I forgot what the word, communication tool? Yes, uh, changes in uh, how, con- how the voters, consumers, uh, consume media and communications. Okay, so... And how it has evolved, especially with mobile devices, uh, since even since the last election, a presidential election, with the amount of folks that have smartphones... Versus people who had smartphones back then, and even in two thousand and eight. Right. So, basically, there, there's the old standard playbook of how do you win an election? Spend money on TV. Right. It's not going to work this time around. Okay. Um, uh, the uh, uh, in the in the Republican primaries, uh, uh, Bush spent about sixty million dollars on negative TV advertising while his uh, competitor was uh, tweeting a tweet once a day, and the, the news media was giving him free advertising by discussing what he said. Right. And so this um, uh, model of what's called earned media mm-hmm. is what a lot of packaged goods companies have already learned. Kraft has stopped spending the amount of t- money they used to spend on television, and instead will put together little videos that go on uh, Instagram and Facebook on how to make good 4th of July desserts. Right. Okay. And also, of course, the recipe recommends the Philadelphia cream cheese. Yeah, of and course. All their stuff. But, and those that, you know, does they produce a instructional video, basically, that's shared and passed around instead of what they used to do 20 years ago, which, which was advertised, you know, in, in, in uh, midday television. So the politicians on both sides right. need to throw out the old playbook and they need to take a look at how companies that sell beer and sports teams and clothing use the new media to get their brand out right? and adopt those strategies that are not new to, in 2016, they're not new to marketers, but <coughs> when, you, when you have a, a four-year cycle in politics and they, they look back to what they did four years ago. Right, right, right. It, it's, I, I get you there. I mean, so it, it seems to have actually a two-edged effect. I mean, obviously, the more um, controversial or the more, I don't want to say outrageous, but the more, the more, um, sort of out of the mainstream comment there is, A, that itself can become the discussion point and get you free free publicity, free TV, free free print advertising, because everybody's talking about what you put out on Twitter, which costs you zero to put out. Correct. But just in and of itself, just 
staying within the social media, it's interesting that you talk about craft and all that, but the more and more the traditional uh, manufacturers, suppliers, retailers who used to spend money on TV and are now going to go spend their advertising dollars or not spend their advertising dollars, save that money and get to the millennials and, and whatever the next generation is going to be called um, through other means, that also means you know, the broadcasting companies are going to see a fairly major dip in their revenue. Correct. Which itself has its own ripple effect on what they can do, what they can cover, and which means, again, I mean, we saw the rise of reality shows, part of which, because they're cheaper to produce. Produce. And it, you, you, if they do well, you're getting the same revenue with cheaper costs. Correct. But now, okay, your ad money is going down. So what ripple effect is that going to have on TV? And how is that going to shape society's content and, and, and views itself? That's ex- that, That's happening in... We have clients in that industry, and this is why you have now Netflix producing their own original content. Yeah. Okay, this the uh, disruption uh, uh, and how technology uh, changes communications covers everything from, you know, telephone to entertainment and, and everything in between. And um, the consumer isn't going to say, oh, now I'm voting now. So now I have to go sit in front of my TV and wait for all the political TV commercials to come by because that's <laughs> the way they they're right. not they're not going to change the, the the voter the consumer isn't going to change their daily behavior right okay it's it's the politicians on all sides that need to um, understand how the folks use media in this day and age and how the different segments use it differently different age groups right. income groups use it differently. And the uh, partisans on either side are, are, are not the one everybody has to pay attention to. They have to pay attention to the independents. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. Because the, the folks that want the right are going to go for the right candidate. The folks that want the left are going to go for the left candidate. It's that 40-some percent of Americans who say that they're really open-minded. Right. And, they, and those are the ones that you have to find a way how to communicate with. Right, because they really look at the issues, and they're they're, they're swayable still. Yeah, and but but given the age group, the demographics, or whatever, how to sway them and where you're going to sway them is going to differ wildly. Correct. This is why you have to have good feedback on what their true issues are. Right, and um, you know, which is data analytics. Well, yeah, data analytics. I mean, we surveyed earlier this year sixteen thousand uh, Americans on these topics, and not to you know because we don't work on e- either political party or candidate. Right. We just want to know what the the issues are that that are um, driving the people. And the, I'm sorry, I, I quote, I misquoted the number earlier. Thirty one percent of the people identify as independents. Okay. okay, well, it's still a fairly. Yeah. Uh, um, but large. the the top uh, issues were economy, national debt, Social Security, Medicare. They t- they tended to relate more with money, right, than social type issues. Interesting. Huh? Okay, that's and and that has to deal with two factors. You have the baby boomers, which we're in that group, right? Okay, and so we're now thinking about our 
quote, retirement years and who's going to take care of us and all those types of things. And that all gets around money and healthcare. And then you have the millennials who are still dealing with underemployment or maybe not the job that they right. wanted when they and got college, college debt. College debt. Living with mom and dad. Living with mom and dad. So both of those groups right. um, are looking for uh, uh, information from, and not just presidential, all levels of politics, local, right. government, you know, city council, that'll be tapping into those issues. That you could trust me to spend your tax money more wisely, I guess, right. is the issue. But they all consume it quite differently. They consume it differently, and, and this goes back to... Uh, what we were talking about before we put the mic on was a lot of these digital news organizations like Yahoo, um, their, their front page is driven by what you've clicked on over the past month. Right. Um, my uh, grandson's father was joking with me about, hey, have you noticed that there's been a bunch more articles on Yahoo about UFOs? And I and I, I laughed and I said, "What have you been clicking?" Because <laughs> the more you check, the more they decide to serve it, sure. serve it up to you. Which in a in a political world creates some problems because you know twenty five years ago there was still broadcasting, right, where messages could get be broadcast to a wide group. But as more and more people are getting their news digitally, right, their news. They're being fed by the computer what they think they're interested in. Right, the self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, and that's what, I mean, Donald Trump had the problem with Facebook in that its, its algorithm was sort of, he felt skewed away from him in, in the light. But whether true or not, I have no idea, not even venturing a guess. But what is true is that, like, every other electronic media in the world, they do look, as you said, at what you have looked at in the past and kind of feed you that type of stuff. So when, and unless and until you actually break that pattern and the algorithm changes, you're going to see more of kind of the same rather than a white, be exposed to a wide spectrum of, of opinions and facts and data and, and the like. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, you know, the face of nations of the world where they have everybody from both sides, that's not, that's not the model for electronic media. Correct. Right. Well, and I'm, you can make up your own mind whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, but it just is what's going on now, um, which is, uh, which is um, interesting. But I, I do remember I, I represented uh, several years ago. Um, you know how you have these in-store coupons at supermarkets? Sure. So, um, you know, a lot of that was fed by data analytics. Correct. And, you know, and obviously I think everybody is well aware now when you get your receipt at major, you know, there's always a coupon and whatever. And it's always interesting to me when I go to CVS or whatever and I go by and they're clearly, uh, the coupons clearly have to do with products that have nothing to do with me. I mean, if you look on my webpage, you will know I don't need many hair care products, <laughs> uh, you know, and and other sort of items. Yet, lo and behold, that's my coupon. Why? Right. Because my wife and I 
um, and our kids share kind of one loyalty card, card, right. and therefore, and who shops more, and or at least at those stores, um, you know, obviously my wife and whatever, who who does, thank God, have a full head of hair and 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 the like. So, um, um, but I mean, that's just a fairly mundane example. Correct. Um, but uh, but that is a self-fulfilling prophecy itself because it's going to get you to buy more uh, of the same rather than, you know, hey, why don't you try something different? Something different, you know, which um, which would be interesting. But uh, so do you see anything, um, I'll ask you, uh, uh, sort of an overarching, anything to be worried about other than what we've already mentioned Kind of um, in data analytics. In data analytics or in the political season? Well, <laughs> in the political season, I'm sure we can figure that out. Well, I'm just, the one to say is it's it's a highly emotional one. Oh, I see what you're More saying. More than in past years. Uh, for right. whatever reason. Okay? Right. And, and that um, understanding those underlying emotions uh, of the American people or segments of them, I think, are going to be key. Right. Well, I mean, every political pundit, you know, everyone's, you know, like, okay, they're voting against what exists, the anti-establishment vote, right. whether you're on the right or on the left. But that's a fairly, you know, blasé, pedestrian term, anti-establishment. I mean, you can be anti-establishment in a variety of different ways. And Correct. And... You know, so what does that mean? And are our candidates understanding the various, you know, nuances? I don't think they are. I think they, they, uh, many of them live in that circle. You know, the Washington D.C. circle. And <laughs> we got to be careful of this. I, I live, but I know. Um, <laughs> um, and they, you know, they they don't see the rest, uh, right. the rest of how the world works. The employment, I guess, in that D.C. area is very high. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, they, 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 uh, you hear all the reports. Using our money, that's why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that clearly will be a topic for another time. But, um, but, uh, but no, I, I, yes, I mean, that, that is, I mean, that's the quintessential sort of anti establishment, you know, out of the beltway in, 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 in rhetoric. But even, even out of the beltway, there's different out of the beltways. Correct. Um, Correct. Well, and it's and it's also it's demographically driven. If you look at you know I'm I'm going to be sixty in a in a uh, in September, and you know the boomer. That's gener- free information for any retailer yeah. who wants it. Yeah, the you know the boomer the boomer generation was the hippie generation. Right. Okay. They were the ultimate anti-establishment people. Right. Okay. And so it's not unusual when you talk to folks my age. To start, you know, and remembering their youth, thinking about, you know, it's time to, you know, bring some outsiders into the mix. Ah, interesting. Of course, I I grew up in the generation right after the boomers, and sort of there was like of a kind of an anti anti a little bit, <laughs> um, where you know, uh, although you know, my brothers are are. are Thirteen and seventeen years older than me, so mm-hmm. I mean, I I still remember them talking about sort of things that had happened and and uh, kind of their mindset. Um, of course, as in any family, one tends to be more conservative, one tends to be more liberal. So I don't know, there's no way of 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 
of lumping everyone in one side, but uh, but it, it will be interesting. What about sort of within the industry, the analytics, or uh, do you see? I mean, or within the big data and stuff like that. I mean, obviously the privacy concerns are ongoing. The privacy is ongoing. The rest is going to continue to move uh, at juggernaut speed mm-hmm. because business, it's the economy is pretty much flat. So com- all companies are looking for efficiencies and and way to improve service for less. So the extent that they can use data to serve you better, they can add that chat bot to, you know, eliminate, you know, some call center people or um, be more efficient in general, that uh, that's going to continue to be what, you know, the, you know the, when the personal computer came into play right. with Apple and IBM. And game the, changer. It's a game changer, and we're just, con- we're just continuing down that so, path. So are we starting to become a, a startup economy because a lot of these – a lot of these efficiencies or a lot of these kind of cool tools or whatever are being developed by little companies that get bought we, up. And we hear more and more discussion from our corporate clients that they need to develop innovation programs, that they worry that uh, if, if they only look for innovation inside their corporate structure, right. that they're going to miss out on, right. on certain things. So um, they, they're, you're, you're going to see, see more and more conferences uh, business conferences around the topic of innovation, where they'll they'll bring together some startup companies with ideas and some of the old guard and right. try to get them together to, in an open forum to to share ideas um, as a way for the, the the executives inside the traditional companies um, uh, can see what's happening, right? Not, not wait to read about it. Once they're actually a competitor, right? Well, I, I sort of get that sense that some companies have figured out, okay, R and D ain't in our real strength, but we also understand that these disruptive technologies can take us down. Correct. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to keep an eye and an ear out for these disruptive, and as we believe they are coming to fruition, we're going to buy them out. Right, and there's there's ones that that do it just on watching, but there's other ones that can be more active. Yeah, they're they're actually investing in maybe an incubator or right. things like that. So they have so they're right there in the trenches in the trenches, and uh, they're they're there either with a contractual option or just know the person to say, right. hey, when you're ready to launch this, we would like to would be a part of it. Would be the trial. So I mean, and it, that's actually less expensive. Sure. Than a big company having a whole. You know, we used to have. Uh, AT&T with Bell Labs. Right, they had exactly. a whole division which would just messed around with stuff hoping that they'd invent stuff. Right. And so now you let these guys take a crack since they're hungry, they're young, they've, you know, got Correct. it. You do what you do best and and you keep your your feet, you know, your ear to the ground and your 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 hands close to your pocket to dole out the money when it's needed right. and uh um, it is interesting, but I mean that that is itself a risky uh, venture because you know sometimes. it's less risky when you're dealing with data analytics. It's less risky than in like if you're if you're going to do that with a new drug, you know, right. it's very expensive. Okay, right, that needs but, money. That needs a lot of money. But when you're when you're looking at an algorithm or a data that can help uh, an automotive company. Uh, 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 forecast better, right. or a, a bank make better credit decisions, or all those types of things. 
what you're talking about is um, uh, smart people experimenting with some math and software. Right. And it's not the type of investment that you had in the industrial age. Right. And, and it does foster a certain creativity that being within a corporate regime and where there you is just inherent of words regime. Yeah. Well <laughs> yeah. within a corporate structure where inherently there's a P and L issue and there's a this and then that and, and and not invented here issue and right. uh, politics because maybe the new idea might threaten the existing business. Right. And so but as uh, if you're uh, uh, interested in the shareholders you need to be open to right competitive threats and and Learn about them earlier, as opposed to, to when when there's an old saying: you're either part of the steamroller or you're part of the road. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, so that will that that will certainly be interesting. But uh, incubators, accelerators, and all that are you know sort of all part of the new new lexicon, and and and, and certainly are huge and becoming more huge everywhere, including here in Columbus and, yes. and, and the like. And um, you know, and in fact, we're gonna soon have a uh, we'll bring to you a podcast about some of the uh, startup stuff we see going on. That's uh, kind of pretty interesting and things that clients need to be aware of of, of what's going on and what and what the what the potential is. I mean, maybe you don't want to have an R and D, but you know that there needs to be some. Um, and that's what you do. You right. maybe maybe you help sponsor an incubator that deals with startups in a given industry or a given topic. Correct. You know. So, well, this has been fascinating as always. Um, Phil, you want to give your contact information? Uh, yeah, uh, the company is uh, Prosper Business Development. We have uh, several websites, but one of them, prosperdiscovery.com, is a place where we give away a lot of complimentary information on consumer trends and a lot of free content. So that's where we like the people to go to first because it won't cost you any money. I got you. <laughs> and can they get to you through that as well? Yes, yes. It'll okay. link to uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of the enterprise. ProsperDiscovery.com. Okay. And um, as always, I'm uh, on Twitter at, at J-A-Y-L-L-E-V-I-N-E. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Email is letter J-L-E-V-I-N-E at porterite.com. You can also visit our uh, blog page, antitrustlawsource.com um, or porterite.com, and you can click on the, um, uh, the Antitrust and Consumer Protection page. And uh, we thank you for listening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Porter Wright Morrison Arthur LLP offers this content for informational purposes only as a service for our clients and friends. This content is not intended as legal advice for any purpose and you should not consider it as such. All rights reserved.